damn refrigerator. I sure am hungry. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Morning Dinner Podcast. It's your boy, Keem and Chuck. We host the Morning Dinner Podcast. Based out of Las Vegas. <laughs> damn it. Ooh, I, always do, I always do this. Good, I'm, I'm trying to be twister, bro. Based out of Las Vegas, we sit down and have conversations with creators, entrepreneurs, and hustlers. Today, we got artist, so- singer, s- songer, <laughs> songer, singer, songwriter, Sonia Barcelona. Hey. hey, what's up, what's up, Sonia? How's your day? How's your day going so far? It's going pretty good. I think, like you know, seeing your dog was just the, like the ice cream on top. You know, yeah, and yeah, noodles really friendly. Yeah, we we try to put her away before every every guest gets here. Man, you should put her on. <laughs> we should just have her chilling in the corner. I would like, have her out here, but she's just the uh, the one thing is like her little tip tap toes be so loud she's like not even that she's See? extremely inconsiderate she'll walk through the camera like move the cable for the tripod Ooh. and trip over things yeah <laughs> she's a menace <laughs> but anyways real quick you want to uh, people are tuning in you want to let them know who you are and what you do out here yes so my name is sonia barcelona and i'm an artist uh, in town i do music and i also do photography yeah. music and photography do you compose your music or you're just a singer songwriter or do you compose it as well yes i do the like all the things i try to well lately i just got an ipad so i've been having a lot of fun just going in and producing the sounds like electronic sounds that i've never used before but mm-hmm. typically i just use my guitar and sing and then go from there mm. yeah. how, how long have you been making music for Ooh, um so i picked up the guitar when i was like 20 years old so that was like around 2013 i believe or 2014 um and that was like my first introduction to any type of music i Mm -hmm. didn't know i had any singing capabilities either Mm -hmm. so um yeah i just picked it up because my friend was i it's like a bucket list item you know you're like oh I want to learn these things before I die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just said, oh, let's try out an instrument. And a guitar seems kind of easy. And it kind of wasn't. <laughs> but my friend, <laughs> yeah, my friend was an amazing guitarist. And he taught me my first chords. And I just kept practicing that. And after that, I started making little melodies in my own room. And then um, when he asked me to do an open mic, like it just kind of went from there. It was very organic. It was like, okay, practice at open mics. And then pretty soon I was just going consistently every week and also practicing my photography skills because mm-hmm. they needed volunteers to take photos of the musicians. So mm-hmm. I would... Uh, I would just went hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So like I would totally uh, be doing this both and working and getting better at both things. Like I would take photos of the musicians as they went up and then when it was my turn to perform, I would practice and mm-hmm. perform my, with my guitar and sing. So... It was two passions that I didn't know that I had, and um, that's where I am now. I just keep doing those two things. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so prior to 2013, you didn't have really, uh, you weren't, you didn't do photography or or music before 2013, really. No, not really. Um, nope. I was going to school for like. <laughs> My mom wanted me to be an accountant. <laughs> uh, so, that's moms everywhere, though. They they, they oh, want yeah. you to go where the money's at. Yeah, an accountant just naturally is like, hey, that's that's you know, we it's not moms. a lawyer, it's not a doctor, <laughs> yeah. it's accountant. It's some kind of like profession that everybody kind of knows about, right? Yeah. And it's funny how they think like right after school, you just make the money, <laughs> dude. And like, yeah, don't work out and like that, that like yeah, it's seriously, it's like the last year of my school year. I was like, dude, I don't know what I'm. I'm going to have a piece of paper that says I graduated, but I don't really know what I'm going to do with my life. So yeah. that kind of, that's when I made that list of like, I want to see what I find fun and 
if I mean, if I'm going to have a shitty job, at least I should have some good hobbies that mm-hmm. I enjoy. But yeah. then those hobbies started taking over my life. And mm-hmm. that's how it kind of worked out. Yeah. Wait, so yeah, so, so, so are you pursuing your passion full time right now? Or is it kind of like a uh, still a hobby for you? Or is it just full time? That's what you want to do? Yeah, I'm full time right now. This nice. year was uh, the year that I quit any type of job. I used to have part times before this. So uh, last year I worked at School of Rock as a musical song uh, singer instructor, a okay. vocal instructor. That's what it is. I think um, I think yeah. B Rose was talking about that too, right? Yeah, School yeah. of Rock. Yeah. Yeah. She she actually so yeah, I'm familiar with B Rose. She's outstanding, man. She's such an amazing singer. And um I think it was Jessica Manalo, if you're familiar with Jessica Manalo, yeah, yeah. she's also, um, yeah, she's an artist in town. Well, not here anymore. She's in Portland now. But uh, she got me a part-time job at School of Rock, which eventually turned into more hours. And last year, it was like the coolest job ever. You're just teaching little kids how to sing and stuff. And I love children. Uh, so that worked out. But after I started getting more gigs, it wasn't fair to the kids that I'd be taking so many days off. Um, and I felt like I was just a bad instructor for Aww. doing that. And then I, I was being overwhelmed with, I mean, it's good to be overwhelmed with gigs that you want to do. So yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. So then I quit this year. I just told myself, well, it's time to see if we could do it full time. And I've, I've wanted to do this. I, I did that a couple times, like in 2015 and in 2016, but I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now I realize like what it feels like to be ready mm-hmm. so yeah I'm, thanks so you completely quit the 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 nine to five rat race and you just wait went straight for like chasing your goals and your in your personal career yeah do you advise people just kind of like up and quit and like shoot like chase their passion or mm. how do you feel about the, how do you feel about the situation that a lot of people actually would rather kind of like well let me have fifteen thousand twenty thousand dollars saved up in the bank just in case mm-hmm. and i want to have these kind of like money coming in on the side and they kind of give themselves these like these i guess goals that they want to meet first mm-hmm. but they're not really like per- taking that time to pursue it and that that, that could take them five ten years before they come up with that money to have their safety net you know right. would you advise to kind of just like go straight into it or well, what are your thoughts on that um well like i said i tried to just quit completely part-time jobs that i had in 2015 2016 and both those times didn't work and I think it would it had to do with my confidence in okay. my abilities. So you had tried to quit before. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, like my goal has always been to just do everything that I want a hundred percent. I mean, I've always worked my whole life. I think that I'm such a workaholic in that way. Like when I was a kid. My mom used to put me in those modeling competitions, like Robert Powers and stuff. And <laughs> what are you talking about? The ones that would come to the malls and are like, it's yeah. like also like Disney talent search or something like that. Yeah. And then nice. like she put me into that and I really didn't like it, but that was the thing. So that was like when I was seven or eight. And then my mom's a hustler too. She always like loved business and exchanging products for money. And so um, when I was like 10 or 11, my mom opened up shop at <clears throat> the outdoor swap meet the broad acres mm-hmm. swap Ooh, meet. Yeah, yeah yeah so i grew up in northeast las vegas shout out broad acres yeah mm-hmm. dude i love broad i'm acres. mexican i grew up there no, <laughs> i feel you dude i feel you yeah so um we lived right across the street from there and then i went to school at von tobel middle school which is okay. literally across the street there too yep so what i would do is like i'd go to middle school and then on weekends I had no life cause I would be helping my mom set up shop every weekend to do like the tent and 
put all the merchandise out and then I mm. learned how to like do business with people and so I think I'm very used to the idea of business and just like like always working to exchange something for something and um when I got like a real job it just felt too like something was missing like the the passion or the just like the the rush of being with doing something that you really enjoy and my mom I could see that in her eyes when she did that in broad acres and when I would help her I was like wow this is super cool that my mom's doing her own thing as this tiny little four foot eleven Filipino lady <laughs> you know and she's like she's having a great time and so um yeah I've always wanted to be my own boss yeah essentially mm-hmm. um and so I just tried <laughs> a couple of times like I said and then um it had to do with my confidence. I really feel that, like, I feel as though my abilities back then weren't as good as they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to kind of make sure I had these projects that I believed in, like Photos for the People is a portrait event I do every month. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I started that just on a whim on my birthday because my friend was like, wouldn't it be cool um, that like you would do something where you do a portrait and you just block out the whole day to shoot people. And I was like, yeah, it would be cool. And also I don't like, I'm an old lady inside, I would say. Like I don't like partying very much. <laughs> yeah. So on my birthday, I was like, dude, that would be dope to just have like, friends over and then I shoot portraits of them at an affordable price because a lot of people need these like Mm -hmm. headshots and professional images so um it sprouted it sprouted from then and as each month kept going on I saw myself getting better but it took time for me to be to say man I really believe in photos for the people as a thing Mm -hmm. this is a thing Mm -hmm. and it, it went hand in hand with my musical abilities I was you know very shy um, at the start of my musical journey, I would forget my lyrics because I got so nervous. I had stage fright. Um, I still have, I still get really afraid before a performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I deal with it better now. Um, so it took the experience of just seasoning myself with each photo session or with each show that I did to be like, man, I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm as good as anybody who's on a label or whatever, like to, to, have those words in your mind and say man yeah you're good enough to to do what you got to do and you're giving in the way that you know best so now i'm at that point i'm like man yeah i feel it i feel it it feels really a good place and i'm not scared of i don't know like not having money or whatever i think that it comes naturally when you put yourself out there and, and people know what kind of service you can mm-hmm. offer. So Right. I, and I think you, you brought up a really good point about having that confidence, right? Like you wouldn't want to go quit your job in something that you just started and you really don't know how to self-identify yet. You don't mm-hmm. know how, like, okay, well, you want to be a photographer. Well, what kind of photography do you like, right? right. Um, like you said, your inspiration was photos, photos for the people. And that's that stayed true to you throughout this entire time. Mm-hmm. So it's like not somebody who's like, oh, I want to be a photographer, but they have no reason. They have no idea what direction they want to go right mm-hmm. and that that plays a big part is knowing your kind of like your mission know yourself basically. yeah no, yes. no, no, know yourself yeah yeah and it took time for me to really know myself mm-hmm. because i was also having this kind of identity crisis where i was saying oh my god i don't know if i'm a photographer i don't know if i'm a musician oh yeah. we all go through that everybody yeah. you know or yeah. just, just this jack of all trades syndrome where you just have so many talents but you don't know how to choose one 
And one day, well, this was 2016 when I put my foot down, I just said, I'm a musician first and I do photography as well, but that funds my musical endeavors. Mm -hmm. And once I said that, dude, seriously, since 2016, it's been this crazy roller coaster of things coming my way, me saying yes to opportunities. I think when you make a good decision that you feel so, it just feels right that's when things fall into place. That's before I was indecisive, before I wasn't feeling right. And just, I don't know, the mentality was there when I said that, like I'm a musician first. Mm-hmm. So, and, and speaking yeah. to, to the music, how, how, how do you feel your music has been received since you started putting it out? Mm. Um, so yeah, I've been putting out music, I think since 2014, but I wasn't really confident, like mm. I said. Um, but now I know what direction I want to go into for real. Mm. So, and how would you describe that, that sound? Yeah. So it's more rock in- influence, okay. and, um, or just, I have a very smooth voice, but where I'm going into is just like things like Courtney Love's Hole or Veruca Salt or uh, like I love Nirvana and the grunge bands of the mm-hmm. 90s and stuff. I used to listen to a lot of that in high school and in college still I listen. So um, I also love the idea that um, I can make mistakes and not worry about it because I'm such a perfectionist. I would say that's my my biggest thing is I'm always in my head like criticizing myself saying, oh, my God you don't know your chords and you don't know how to really make it. You didn't, you didn't go to yeah. school for music. And that's so. every creative. We're always trying to like yeah. nitpick everything. Like I've been doing photography for a while now. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, well, why is this photo so dark? You know right. what I mean? It's like the basics. Right. And right. You, and you, and, you, and it kind of makes you go like, Oh, I'm not good enough. I I'm a, I'm a fake. Like I'm a, yeah. I'm an, I'm a, how do you impersonate yeah, it? Like, so like I hate yeah. when I shoot or I film something and I'm like, damn, like, I feel like all these shots are trash. I'm just like, damn, am I, am I supposed to be doing this? <laughs> and, uh, I like, question myself. And then, yeah, I'm just like, I got to chill out a little bit with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all in the head most of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's what's so great about just pursuing and continuing what you're doing. Because you get better as long as you don't stop. Right. You mm-hmm. just get better at what you do. So that's my like one of my motivations is just throughout time when you do art you're only going to get better you never get worse (laughs) so you know and you're constantly changing so you can change up your style you can change your sound you can do anything you want art art is so freeing and that's why i love it so yeah that's one of the things that we always bring up too is like art art is subjective Subjective as you know yeah (laughs) like like, it really is you you could think you're you're the best and but if nobody listens to it you know, like that, that's their perspective of it. Or you can say like, oh, I could be better. I could be better. But everybody loves your music. It's so, persp- it's, it's, it's completely based upon who's listening to it. Mm-hmm. And people will interpret it differently depending on how they're feeling that day. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, cause, cause even if like, if somebody doesn't like 99% of your music and they've already made that assumption about you, if they hear one song, one song that happens to hit them in the, in the right way on a certain day when they're feeling a certain way, they're like, oh, I'm so, I was so sad. But then I listened to your song and then I started giving the rest of your music a chance and I'm like, oh my God, I'm your biggest fan now. You know, yeah. it's like the people's perception of you can change too. I, yeah, I think a lot of people have to listen to that, what Keem said. And, you know, a lot of people say it's just when you create art or in any way, it's 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 completely subjective. And to that point is like, like when people are like, oh no, you have to follow everything to the science. And I'm like, mm, 
no mm-hmm. not really like laws are meant to be broken all that dumb stuff like mm-hmm. that they always say the cheesy stuff but it's like it's it's completely true like there is no written in stone like how to do how to be creative you know what i mean seriously like there's that one guy who like painted like a stripe down a what is it he like got like a big canvas and just put a red line down the middle and i think it sold for like two million or something like that I'm damn like, I'm like, well, I don't know if the art world, you know, is a little like corrupt too, but I was just like, damn, like he really made two million. I was like, damn. There was a story on Facebook. I mean, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but I saw like a Facebook story one time where like a mom would have her kid like paint her fingers on the canvas. Like it's just a little baby painting yeah. the fingers at <laughs> so random. Cute. And yeah. she was selling for like $500,000 online. Like oh, it was a whole shit. brand. She built a whole brand behind it and people were loving it, you know? That's awesome. See, like, so. I mean, a lot of people would say that that is an art just because of this or that, but creativity is what you want it to be, you yeah. know? And uh, yeah. you, I think if you're having fun, that's like the best part. The main part. Yeah. yeah if you're having fun and you put in the right energy and whatever you're doing, then yeah. I think you just shouldn't worry about what other people think. That's, that's, yeah. that's the yeah, main thing that's a good that, one too. um, so I wrote this song called whatever. And that was, that year was so pivotal to me. Cause I began 2016, mm-hmm. um, in just knowing myself and saying, fuck it man, I don't care what anybody thinks because before then I was playing acoustic kind of bossa nova vibes on a classical guitar and um, I wanted to change directions and I remember doing this one show where I was doing the rock vibe and a lot of people were confused because they were there to see my more smooth stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh man, I didn't really warn them. Yeah, there uh, wasn't a setup to this. (laughs) Yeah, and people were kind of like, I don't know what she's doing. (laughs) And um, I could just sense that people felt off and um, I just said, whatever, whatever, dude, it's where I want to go. And if people want to just ride with me, that's awesome. You know, I'm going to make what I make no matter what. And I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm having a lot of fun and I'm going to find my tribe in that way. So when pursuing art, I think the, the the main thing is to pay attention to how you feel, dude. It's just, it's about you. It's about you yourself first, take care of what you need to take care of. And then the rest will unfold and you'll mm-hmm. find people who enjoy what you do. Like, I love your guys' morning dinner. That's dope. Aww, you thank know? you. I, I like, I remember seeing the first ones and I was like, dude, this is so well filmed. This is what Vegas needs. It's so, it's so, um, you know, professional. And I like that. I like that. It's something that people could get on and be really like, yeah, this is dope. I know a couple of people I told about being on morning din- dinner. Uh, the filmmakers that I worked with on Violent Water, <laughs> um, oh, they so want to. We're gonna talk about that too. Oh yeah, 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 That's so yeah, good. yeah. They they want to be on here too. They're like, oh man, you're gonna be on. We need to have dinner. them on here. Yeah, yes. I got Re- questions. <laughs> Real quick, yeah, so before good. we even preface this section, so yeah. Sonia yeah. and I had met uh, in 2015. Was it 2015? Yeah, when we did the or 20 beginning Vegas of 2016, right? Or we, Kyle yeah. was doing so, those. So Chuck and I studio. used to have a, a studio downtown Vegas where we would do these uh, with with. It was actually Kyle. Kyle uh, yeah, Kyle. Kyle and Cameron. Cameron. Kyle and Cameron uh, Detman's event. They would hold host. Was it once a month or twice a month, something like that? Mm-hmm. Where, where you guys, they, they would bring artists down and they would do kind of like a, an acoustic uh, session, and then people would come in, listen to music, kind of like an unplugged kind of 
clothing. Right. Uh, it was really cool. But that was the first time we had met you. Yeah. Uh, and then I listened to your music and, and, and then I heard Cameron. I was like, yo, I love you guys. I need to shoot something for you guys because I was such a fan. That hasn't happened yet. But I'm hoping one day it can. <laughs> but now, I'm, now after watching that video, I'm like, yeah, damn, I'm, like, I'm not damn. on that level. No. They, they've already passed me. I'm like, damn. Because no. <laughs> okay, We should still do stuff. We, we got to let you explain the video. But damn, I, okay. I was like, I felt the nostalgia with that video. Because it reminded me of like, um, like back in the day, like Franz Ferdinand, mm-hmm. Modest Mouse like videos. Mm-hmm. Like, like I was like, ooh, I love this. Yes. Bjork. Yeah. something Bjork oh would do God, I love you know? Bjork. Yes. So I'm like, before we shit. even talk about the video we got to talk about Sonya levels up okay oh can, yeah can, 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 <laughs> so you had this campaign on Kickstarter right yes called Sonya levels up mm-hmm. can you explain real quick what that was yeah so it was just me asking my community the uh, to help me out create to create stuff uh, I needed money <laughs> essentially so um, I met up with these amazing filmmakers Danny and Rachel and uh they were telling me, I've seen their work before. I've seen it and I was just like, wow, I totally want to work with y'all. What are the logistics? They gave me a number and I was like, man, I do not have that in my bank account. (laughs) (laughs) So then I was like, okay, we got to crowdfund. We got to do this. So that was how it came about was Sonia Levels Up was me saying, okay, I want to pay them, but I also need funds to produce my own music. Like I needed a laptop because my laptop had just crapped out on me. You need the materials to continue to keep making music at a quality level outside of that one project, right? You want it to remain consistent afterwards. Yes. So um, that's how Sonia Levels Up came about. And Danny and Rachel saw that I really wanted to work with them. And so they helped out with making these this beautiful and creative advertisement, which has me like this super Mario land jumping around on green screen things. The and Kickstarter video was yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was so good too. The, I was like, damn, like this shit's type. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is like it, just seeing that like any random person I found that I'd be like, I mean, yeah. it, it makes you it makes you go like if they can do this with a Kickstarter video, what would they do when with the money? With yes. the actual video, yeah. 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 So, so that's that's what Danny and Rachel said. We want to showcase what we would do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what they did with the video, and I you know acted like the weirdo that I am in it. And there's talking dolphins, so you can actually go to SoniaLevelsUp.com and see it um, yourself if you want to. Um, and then yeah, it got funded. It got overfunded, and man, that was one of the most beautiful things that's ever happened happened in my life because it was an all or nothing thing like kickstarter is unlike gofundme where gofundme they'll just give you if you don't reach your goal they'll give you what was raised but kickstarter is all or nothing or you, you have know? to meet that that yeah that uh original or it returns goal. to everybody yeah oh, and so ahead. i was freaking out and i knew that in my mind it was just the, it was impossible to not be raised if that makes sense like the work the the little video they did was too outstanding for people not to pay attention Mm -hmm. and so it did go viral in the community and everybody did chip in because they they saw the the skill and ability that danny and rachel had to offer so i'm very thankful for the community for having that happen and then um that was to raise funds for a particular song called Violent Water. Um, and yeah, I had this idea with them. I was like, I should be a mermaid. I should be fighting monsters. <laughs> I just want to be like the brown little mermaid. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, like just doing crazy shit in the ocean. Um, so 
yeah, and it happened. And now you can watch that video. It's on the internet world. And uh, I'm trying to get the word out because it's just fantastic work. Just so, you, so you just literally thought of random stuff for the music video? Or was this like tied into like some of you were just like, I want to do the craziest yeah like, i'm pretty sure it was scripted i'm pretty sure like the, you had an idea mm. how you're gonna film the video and what things you were gonna mention right oh yeah because they had to animate it afterwards and oh, i'll yeah. do all that so i worked in collaboration with danny and rachel my initial idea was yes i should be a mermaid like i want to be a mermaid <laughs> and fighting monsters like that's yeah. that those were the two like main things and then danny and rachel with their their amazing filmmakers they wanted to make it a narrative so we were hashing ideas back and forth like oh should i be saving somebody should i be uh i don't know is there like ships involved or whatever so it kind of the storyline of the video which i think is really unique because a lot of music videos are just visually um like appealing this mm -hmm. one has a storyline that you can go through it's like watching a movie almost right right yeah and so i they were talking we were all talking about how like we can how does how does it end and how does it begin and what's the middle gonna look like and danny chandia who is the director of the film or the music video he was laying out what you might call it the they're like comic strips a storyboard storyboard yeah and then so as the weeks unfolded after the kickstarter was funded and we would just be like, okay, so we actually don't have the supplies for this, but we can do this. And um, yeah, we want to work with like a clay master and all this blah, blah, blah. And then I'm able to make costumes or here we go. So it just unfolded so organically. It wasn't set in stone, but we had a really great idea of what we wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this, this seemed like a very, very well thought out video. Like when mm -hmm. I was watching, I was like, damn, I don't think anyone in this city has done anything like this. Yeah, it's probably it was like just the so... best music video I've ever seen out of <laughs> Vegas. I'm like, yeah. damn, this shit's so yeah. tight. Dude, I mean, you. and also like the visual, whoever did the visual effects for Danny, it, like Danny, Chandler. Danny, yes, amazing. Yeah, when I seen that clay, now that you say clay, I was like, did they make this? Who yes. made this? Yeah, I think I saw so the behind tight. the scenes. Mm -hmm. You guys posted like a behind the scenes, either video or photo. Yes. And I, and I saw like the actual, you know, set. And I was like, damn, this is crazy. Yeah. So I'm going to continue uh, posting behind the scenes because there's just so much that went on be just behind the camera that was outstanding. So Danny and Rachel are partners in life as well as like in work. So they worked so well together they live in a tiny trailer and just they utilized the funds in such a great way they're so they're just outstanding team and then um whatchamacallit so yeah the monster was made out of clay and then the tentacles were made out of fabric everything there were like hand-painted circles to make the tentacles and nice. all that um Jeez. the boat that is in the video is actually one of those build-a-boat things that you get on amazon mm -hmm. and then um it, it had like 500 pieces or something Jesus. that rachel it took rachel a whole week to put that together and i don't even know how because there's so many intricate pieces like little wires that you have to glue together and they didn't and come with amazon like oh, wow. amazon installation yeah. <laughs> exporting the yeah. installation. dude it's it like the ikea of one of the most intricate things i've ever seen yeah. so like i can barely put together something from ikea yeah most of the time i just we have always have help missing, me. we always have missing parts like oop <laughs> yeah, yeah dude just put those in the drawer <laughs> i feel like yeah and she just put that together she's like yeah this is whatever took me a week blah blah, blah. she's so <laughs> humble they're both so humble and uh but they did so much work you know and uh 
when they asked me, hey, uh, we kind of need somebody to work on the backdrops of what we're going to key out for green screen. So mm-hmm. you'll see me in some behind the scenes, which is all on my Instagram. You'll see me like in front of a blue screen or a green screen. And um, they key that out and they put in these paintings made by this local artist, Matt Murphy, who's actually a graffiti artist. And also, if you've seen on the strip, those people who just really do quick graffiti work and it's like moons and wolves and stuff but they yeah. do it in like five minutes or whatever yeah he's one of those guys okay uh, uh-huh. so, he's a magician yeah he's like <laughs> a painting musician dude and uh so i've known him for quite some time and i was like oh my god he'd be perfect for this so well, the way that um it was all organic it was like one of those things if you need something i got you i know exactly who can do this and mm-hmm. then they were like we need extras so then i just was like why don't we just put all my friends in it who've supported me from the start and uh, you'll see a bunch of ladies who are in the art scene doing some amazing things themselves and um you'll see some some young men in there who are sailors who have been just like they're in bands in town or they're doing like amazing acting or whatever so yeah it just became this beautiful community effort that danny chandia pieced together like like a puzzle on visual effects he's so many visual effects and everything and it's just outstanding i'm very proud and uh i just i want to spread the word so much about it yeah right you guys did an amazing job how how long would you say that it it took to put all this together from the storyboarding to the filming to when the video was actually done okay so i'll include the kickstarter on this because we were also talking about storyboard then so the kickstarter so we met up in like September. Mm-hmm. So talks were starting and then we didn't really finish until the week before the release, which was April 19th. So that that's all the amount of like time it took. Um, but I would say they they it would the process would be much quicker if we didn't have to do like the Kickstarter or anything, because, you know, that took a month. Um, so September, October, November, December, January. That was like seven months of like creating this baby, essentially. Right. Um, But now that Danny and Rachel know what it takes and stuff, like they would probably do it quicker. But I loved it. I love the whole process and the whole journey, the whole Kickstarter, uh, me going to their trailer, discussing ideas. And I feel like you should have like done like a behind the scenes, like a documentary style filming of this. Because I would have watched it. Like I would have watched because when you see a project like this, you're like, okay, I wonder how they made it. Kind of like a Game of Thrones episode, right? Mm -hmm. You watch like the hour long episode, but then you stick around or you watch their YouTube channel for like a 30 minute like breakdown of how they filmed the scene. That's why that claymation still blows my mind. Those claymation movies i'm like what yeah like that shit trips me out yeah and so it was it was handmade as well as done in animation you know mm. what i'm saying like i it's awesome to see that much handiwork go into something you know that you don't see a lot of videos that way and we referenced um george Méliès, who's this french silent filmmaker and um if you know the Smashing Pumpkins, they have a video called Tonight Tonight or a song mm-hmm. called Tonight Tonight, which they're, the video is Melia's influenced as well. Um, and so I was like, man, wh- th- this is like, wouldn't it be awesome if the Smashing Pumpkins saw this video? And it's like kind of a reference to that, too. And we use the same inspirations and all that. So, yeah. Um, and they will watch it when we post it on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What up? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I wish we did shoot kind of a documentary but i I think we kind of didn't know 
we didn't know we just started taking a bunch of photos so my idea now as you say that is to go ahead and make a, a website and just have a compilation of all the images and all the videos that we have behind the scenes yep, whatever you have yeah and then the video itself to you know people can go on a certain website or violentwater.com maybe i'll just yeah i'll just buy that Ooh, and do yeah. It. Yeah, yeah yeah i'm gonna buy it right you now, know what so yeah. there's, there's, you. there's um <laughs> there's a lot of startup companies who will have what you would call a roadmap right mm-hmm. so they'll have a website where they're like oh this this is our product this is what it does this is where it's applicable but then they have a tab called a roadmap and then when you click on it you can see like current day or let's just say they started they started in 2017 they would start off the first dial would be 2017 and then it's just a line that goes all the way to the bottom of the web page and then there's little lines that bracket that bracket out you know Ooh. and then like 2016 2017 2018 february march you know february march 2018 and they would have you like a picture with a description Ooh. that's what you should do yes. where it's like oh this is what we did on this day this is what we did and just show the process of how long it took dude that's a great idea i'll actually that, try and find out how to do that because yeah I, I mean all the photos are dated on my iphone and right, stuff so right. i could just put that dude that's a great idea I'm yeah gonna i'm telling you i'm telling you because <laughs> anybody who would go there they'd be like damn the age it just makes you gain so much more respect for 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 it you know yeah. rather than like oh yeah they just you know they they just did it in like five five weeks and that's it they, mm-hmm. but they don't really know the magic that went behind yeah. it you know yeah, it, yeah and it was magical dude it was a magical experience though from the way that it was funded to the way that things kind of went together it was kind of it was kind of creepy in some moments to be like oh my god this is exactly what we need and this is the person just contacted me out of the blue like there are moments like that throughout the whole process that were just really just magical that i couldn't believe and so i felt it was meant to be you know and so i want to really showcase how danny and rachel just worked so hard to make this happen man i'm so i just feel so privileged to have worked with them because i think they're moving to la and i'm like man no. Now you have to drive to LA. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. yeah. Shout out to Danny and Rachel. Yeah, Danny. Uh, we'll definitely post the, the the link to the video in the description and all cool. that stuff. So if you guys are watching right now and you're on my video, finish this video and then go watch that one. Yeah. <laughs> we we'll, need the views. We need but, the views. But, but we'll definitely link it so that people can check it out. Um, let's talk about the. Um, uh, you mentioned that you you work with a, a looper, right? Mm-hmm. What's a looper when you're performing? Like, what does that mean? Okay, so. A looper is a machine that is able to loop a sound like five seconds or three seconds of whatever sound that you make. And so um, at the time, uh, 2016, I didn't have a band. Now Mm -hmm. I do. Um, But at that moment, I was like, how can I make a fuller sound uh, with just being me? And so my friend jessica jessica manalo she was like hey, i have this looper i'm not using it do you want to just buy it and i was like hell yeah so it just kind of came into my hands naturally and i experimented with it and then i was like wow this is amazing because it records it has 100 the particular looper that i have has 100 um channels that you could save oh, loops wow. to. yeah so that's a lot yeah so when i started practicing on it i was like oh my god i could do this uh, sound with my voice or i could loop my guitar and i can loop some harmonies so that's actually where whatever came from it was a two channel song where i looped some harmonies and then i looped a guitar and then over it i could sing live mm. so i was like oh this is amazing and i can incorporate this in my live performance and it could sound fuller and that's what i've wanted so Actually, Violent Water came from looping as well. It was mm-hmm. a two-channel track where I just uh, looped Violent Water choruses and harmonies, and then I looped a guitar riff 
not a guitar riff, but like a guitar rhythm. And uh, it sprouted from there. So, yeah, it's it's like a... How does, how does it mechanically work, though? Because I'm like, I'm very ignorant when it comes to equipment like that. Mm-hmm. Like you, so you plug in your guitar you, or you plug in your microphone. Mm-hmm. You sing, you, you hit record, you start yeah. singing and then you stop. Right. And then automatically just starts looping. So there are different types of loopers, but the one I have has just like two pedals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when you're in live performance with this particular pedal, which is an RC30, mm-hmm. uh, a Boss RC30 pedal, um, you can just loop for however long you want so i don't think there's a limit actually you just have to kind of hear for yourself where it stops and then begins so it does take a little bit of practice to to make sure you're not looping things incorrectly yeah, you don't want to be out of time <laughs> yeah yeah Dude, coming, I, tr- I tried uh, making beats a long time ago like i tried like getting into like reason or like what was the program uh logic uh, machine, logic, yeah. Mach- no, the no. machine one. Logic. Machine one, I could, I could work with, because that one had like an automatically built. Uh, I, I know how to use FL it. Studio. Yeah, <laughs> where it basically like, it, it, like you, you play, and then like it has these notes, and then if you're like off, if you're offbeat or whatever, it it'll it synchronize it to yeah. a time frame or whatever. But I feel like if you're doing it live, you can't do that, right? You have to have like inner or can you i don't know um well different loopers are capable of doing that but mine is pretty rudimentary so i would say that yeah you kind of have to practice on that one so you don't mess up and then loop the mess up (laughs) that has happened to me um but just with practice you can get a fairly simple loop and then um not worry about too much if you've just practice a while so then we should have had yeah. you brought brought it oh man I, I didn't even think about that <laughs> would you have been able to like have it set up right now and then like loop something and show um, us or would you yeah. need like would you need With like speakers oh, okay yeah I, I mean i would be able to but then i'm not sure if the like the looper could connect to your computers properly because i've never looped it into a computer we'll figure that out for the next one <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. we'll so, all yeah. use it <laughs> yeah i usually plug it into an amp and then you know the house kind of takes that sound and stuff so okay yeah but um that that one's a good beginner uh loop our boss rc30 if you're interested <laughs> in looping it's really it's cool yeah. i'd probably buy one and just 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 to do annoying things <laughs> <laughs> just keep repeating the same thing. i'd probably like repeat jokes and just have it like in the background i just harmonize my voice so <laughs> yeah that's sound what like I a choir <laughs> yeah no i can't sing though so it sounds mean... like shit a shitty choir <laughs> <laughs> who's that singer that sings in like 30 different core or 30 different like octaves whoa uh layla hathaway no it's no. like a justin bieber it's a, it's a woman it's she's a woman um Kesha? anyways Huh? No, you said Kesha. I've heard of Kesha since 2007, bro. Yeah, dude, no Kesha is actually an amazing singer. If you've heard, she's some an of amazing her, songwriter. Yeah. yeah, she's getting that royalty money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like if you've listened to her earlier stuff, she was more in this kind of pop, mm-hmm. uh, like pop. Uh, what, what is it? Pop rock, kind of. I would get say, but like, no, she's transformed over the years. But she's an outstanding singer. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah there, there's there, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of artists that you kind of hit. Like the, I feel like she was made to be a certain image, mm-hmm. and then because if you look at the way she songwrites, it's mm-hmm. not really that anymore. You know, you think yeah. of Kesha, you think of TikTok, but yeah. really her her music, like her other music, is completely different. Yeah, you know, kind of like when you see what was a Rebe- Rebecca Black. From the girl, the girl who did Friday, it's Friday. Oh my God! Friday. She was Classic. like, she was, she was designed to be like this poppy kind of. But then even, but even then, like you know, so that that video went viral. If you guys mm-hmm. haven't checked out a video called Friday, 
Check out, oh, type man. in, go to YouTube and type in Friday music video, <laughs> Rebecca memes. Black. Old memes. Yeah, it was like one of the f- original viral videos. But uh, but you see the music that she makes now, and you're like, well, it's nothing like that. Right. This person's actually super talented. That's just what like labels were telling her to do yeah. or agencies were telling her to do because they thought that's what would sell, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and I think that's why I'm going the more indie route, like indie rock route, because I'm able to be just free in whatever I do. You know, I think that, um, a label, my, my, my biggest fear is that like a big label comes up and says, we're going to drop this amount of money, but you got to say, you, you got to sing this way and you got to look this way and whatever. So I'm enjoying that this freedom that I have mm-hmm. where like, yes, I raised some money and now we made a beautiful, wonderful product and, um, well, a product for like, if labels see music in a video as a product, so that's what they would call it. So, um, they see this beautiful artwork and it's like, yeah, we made this without a label. Like, I'm so proud to have said that, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to continue doing clearly that. Clearly people want to hear what you're producing. Otherwise that go, f- our uh, Kickstarter wouldn't have got- gotten funded. Right. right yeah. And, uh, I mean, even, and let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I don't know, like, if I were an artist, like, I, I, w- I would imagine being asked, like, would you rather have, like, if, if a label would, like, if a label would have said, I'll give you $5 million, $10 million, mm-hmm. but you got to make music the way I want you to make it. You, either way, the music's guaranteed whether you sell or not, or continue this independent route and keep either, like, 100% of your profits, but the whole, the grind is on you, right? Mm-hmm. What would you rather do? Would you rather have a label backing you up? Um, forcing your hand on all these decisions or do you want to just do you envision yourself always staying independent because you can't give up that freedom or that creative control yeah I would say the latter so the one that I'm doing now the indie that, route, that, that always confuses me the yeah. former and the latter the <laughs> former is the first one the latter is the second right that's yeah. how you know I'm stupid okay. I was like the latter and I thought of a ladder <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like no the but maybe ladder. you know maybe that's, <laughs> that wasn't an option it's like doop. it disappeared in my head no like, maybe oh, that's the you know that's that, that's like the ladder and maybe in my head I'm like yeah that's like the yeah, one see, that's that what I thought it's, I was like ooh I like that it's, I think it's spelled L-A-T-T-E yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. L-A-T-T-E yeah. yeah so one thing uh, cause uh come, like I do music right mm-hmm. and uh I've always been always been against like big labels mm-hmm. but I love those small little independent labels right mm-hmm. so I'm more in like the dancing I guess so uh, you know like the techno the house and all that like those right. are the ones I look up to Ed Bangers but uh you know there's definitely some dope indie ones like yeah. Car Park I think like, yeah, I haven't heard of there's that. There's a few. One. I think like Tori Moy and all them. Um, like, oh, um, nice. But um, what about one of those labels? Would you yeah. be down to join one of those? Oh, totally. Like I would love to join Dead Oceans Records or uh, Burger Records, mm-hmm. which they have a lot of indie rock. That's a tight ass name. Yeah, and uh, they just I would I if I think that they see what what like an artist wants to create, and then if that is something that I could work in tandem with, as opposed to being like forced to do anything, Mm -hmm. I would enjoy that situation, of course, because labels do have the reach that I don't have, if that makes sense. Yeah, because they can find distribution. They can get you shows, get you an agent, whatever. Yeah, Yeah. so of course, I would love to have help um, on a smaller scale, you know, like a like on a bigger scale, but on a small label, if that makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. yeah um, but then it's also the selfish route of like, um, 
you know, if I don't get to a label, mm-hmm. what if I can't reach that many people and mm-hmm. I feel like people should reach my should reach my music, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or my music should reach all these people. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like if you think about like if you're not signing to a label that could expose you to 100 million people, mm-hmm. it's almost like you're depriving those people of listening to your music. Right? I feel there's oh. so, there's so many people who like in the world who are fantastic musicians who have that sentiment um uh, for me i just feel as though um i'm just gonna not stop what i'm doing and i'm having so much fun and if uh i just have high hopes you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i feel like that i'm on a good path and people are gonna see it eventually it's like i said if you don't stop and you're doing some really cool stuff you're gonna get the attention of people no matter what you Mm -hmm. know so i have faith that whatever i need or whatever um like yeah if distribution all that stuff like whatever happens it's yeah. definitely gonna happen yeah it's, it's gonna just happen about enjoying the yeah. whole entire like, it's a dope perspective yeah, yeah. yeah. and i think that like um you're also playing to people and these people have like you never know if some of them are millionaires or whatever you know what i'm saying and yeah. then and that they just love your shit sometimes and then like they drop money to help you or whatever like you never know if that's gonna happen to you or you yeah, never we literally know. talk about this all the time yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and we live in a in a city of so much abundance like right. this is the entertainment capital of the world yes. so we're like as long as you put yourself out there that's what i'm finding is is uh, successful in my route is that i'm can i'm constantly creating and i'm always wanting to do shows and i'm always trying to be as creative as i can with um, collaborations in town and so i think if you're enjoying what you're doing which is how i feel now i just feel so excited for what's to come and i can't wait to like release Mm -hmm. more cool stuff for everybody uh that's been a fan of my music like i'm just so excited (laughs) that i think it's hard to not pay attention to that you know and if you're that way with your own stuff it usually falls in your lap yeah like yeah just i think I had, like I said, I had this worry mentality and perfectionism mentality, and that was blocking me from seeing opportunities that are out there. You know, it's, I think, just have fun. Don't worry about it. Like, things will fall into place as long as you know you're you're giving in the best way that you know you can so that's a really yeah. that's a really yeah. dope perspective mm-hmm. um one thing that i really really wanted to touch on before we wrapped was uh secret shows oh okay because i've been noticing you're you, you've been doing secret shows right mm-hmm. what's the purpose behind doing a secret show and what's that experience like mm, okay so the secret shows that i do are in collaboration with a uh organization called so far sounds okay and they're international actually they're all over the world so uh what they do is provide a platform for artists who may not have an audience in whatever particular city and um it gives them that like people sign up for these secret shows they don't know who's gonna play it's three artists and um wow, yeah that's and, dope yeah. that's super tight i yeah. didn't i didn't know that yeah and it's a random location so people show up they don't know where they're going it's like a, a kind of an adventurous thing if you're an audience goer or audience member you know and then as an artist um it's just great because if you don't have that uh reach or pull in a particular town right then you have a full audience to play to and it's intimate so you can meet people and you can talk to them and you can tell the story of your songs because it's more intimate right so um that's what i've been using as like a tour for me i've been touring in that way because i think it's it's just a good exchange i i hate to go to a city and then 
do a show and then be like oh man there's nobody here right you know or not even that but just like well these people are dicks Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're here because they're trying to impress a friend or they're trying to mm-hmm. get rowdy with their friends. But it's like if you go to uh, from what you're experiencing mm-hmm. or you're describing it to me is people want to go there yes. for specifically yeah. for that experience. So you're yes. matching an audience member to an artist. So that's like that's the connection. Right. Yeah. And that's a that's a really cool, creative way mm-hmm. to to, to kind of like do the same thing that's been done for years of you're a performer performing for an audience. But you're like kind of reinvent you're you're redoing the wheel of like how it's done and it's more creative and more modern i feel yeah and a lot of artists are actually so once you uh play for so far sounds you're an alumni and you can play anywhere around the world oh wow Wow, there's places like i would love to do the one in bangkok i would love to do europe and yeah paris they have that belgium and it's just like all these places that you can go to around the world so um that's what i use to tour because i just feel damn that's so tight yeah i didn't know that i literally thought because when i saw you post about the secret show i was like well, it's not secret anymore. You're posting about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I literally thought it was like, oh, this is just something that people do. Like they do these secret shows mm-hmm. uh, to build hype. But I didn't know it was legitimately like it was a company that yeah. was doing this. Mm-hmm. That's super tight. Yeah. I didn't know. So go to SoFarSounds.com and they'll give you more information. If you're in a particular city, you might have SoFar Sounds and then you can have a wonderful night and just of music and people. And it's BYOB. So you could bring your own beer Ooh, right. or snacks and so stuff. is it like yeah. in houses it can be in like a house yeah it can be in houses oh, i've that. played in a museum before um Damn. i've played like my most recent one was probably the most beautiful places i've ever played in and that was in blue diamond nevada there was this couple that owned this house they built it with an architect so it's this it modern like yeah modern glass house in the mountains i was like oh my god this is incredible so yeah Damn, you never know sad. what you're gonna get and you can see the big cool. horn sheep in the background like just- <laughs> yeah they're donkeys <laughs> it was crazy Whoa. yeah so you, you know check that out it's really cool i love being a part of it and you know it's a great experience for everybody mm-hmm. that's super dope mm-hmm. i think we kind of hit everything that i wanted to talk about yeah, personally definitely. cool um was there anything that you wanted to mention too before we signed off um any upcoming no. projects yeah. any upcoming oh, projects yes of yeah, course so actually June 1st I'm playing at the Jam at the Barn which is this awesome festival uh, showcasing some indie bands that's out here yeah that's in Blue Diamond Nevada so okay. yeah that's a little bit out maybe like hmm, 30 minutes outside of the city but it's a super cool uh, festival and it's at in front of a barn so it's got cool vibes yeah and then uh, i'm i'm expecting to release an album um on my birthday which is september 7th so hopefully i'm planning that out and uh yeah there will be a more uh like a collection of songs that people can actually listen to well so. you, you kind of put that onto the world now everybody knows about it so you better do it yeah, yeah you gotta no, do it. definitely no yeah. that's gonna be we're thing. gonna put you to it yeah <laughs> thank, thank you so much for joining us on thank the podcast we will be wanting to have you i think my little sister's probably like your biggest fan oh dude yeah, she yeah. loved i remember when i when when i met you at the studio you're giving me this cd right mm-hmm. and i played it in my car and, I, and and then she was with me she's like oh my god who is this and she's like, I'd never heard of her before. And then she wanted the CD and then she, yeah, she's been following you ever since. Dude, yeah. thank you. I appreciate that. It's stuff like that that makes me super happy and it makes me want to keep doing what I'm doing. So thank you. Thank keep you it for up. having me. Keep yeah. it up. We're keep super proud it. of you and you're really killing it. Dude, um, I'm proud of y'all for doing this. This is thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and put all your information down in the description down below for everybody who's listening. Check out your website, SonyaLevelsUp.com. Cool. Um, your Instagram, all that good stuff. But everybody who's tuning in, thank you guys for t- uh, catching us. Mm, tuning in. <laughs> catching this episode live if you did if not 
We'll catch you guys on the we'll next make morning it dinner. Metal sound effects. Okay. <laughs> Shut, no. Sorry, bro. Everybody's a musician. They're beatboxing. You know? Check it, check it. See, Sony got you Later. Back. Later, y'all. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. In the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry.